0: Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast. I'm Tom, your host, here to talk all things about the Man of Steel, including the new Superman Man of Tomorrow animated movie. But first, I will talk about DC Fandom and the news and lack of news coming out of that, at least from day one. So, DC Fandom was scheduled for August, and at the last minute, about three days out, all Superman-specific panels were moved to September 12th, New Day. DC Fandom was split into two, which I think is a pretty cool idea, but it would have been nice if they had planned that a little further in advance it would have been nice uh if they had known that and maybe that's just a big demand and at the last minute they decided to change it and everything like that but that's that's how it goes so there is some superman stuff to look forward to on september 12th bummer thing about the first date of august is that uh kind of sums up to get some negative stuff out of the way here kind of sums up the thoughts on DC and WB's treatment of Superman as a whole, as I constantly harp on here. But it, it was clearly the you know, like August date, the stuff they kept on that date was their A stuff, their priority, their top priority stuff. So all the movies, video games, and just a couple TV shows, a couple TV shows to fill in there, their bigger TV shows like Titans, if that's going to HBO Max, The Flash is the number one number one rated show on the CW, so they had some stuff for it there. But absolutely nothing for Superman. And that just kind of exemplifies my general frustration with the treatment of this character by WB and DC in recent and not so recent years. Uh, absolutely nothing for Superman, and it's just a bummer. There is some cool stuff coming up to our day two of fandom, and I'm really excited for it. I'm looking forward to the Superman and Lois panel. There's a long live Superman and Superman Enduring Symbol of Hope. Panels, which I'm not sure what exactly those are But those sound interesting There's the Superman Man of Tomorrow panel Which has already been released by IGN and There's also the Creative Coalition Presents Superman Radio Show And that's going to have Tim Daly And they're going to be reading some Superman Radio scripts Some older scripts From the classic Superman Radio Show So that sounds really cool, I'm actually quite excited about that I do wonder if that would be a good way To announce Superman the Animated Series Coming to Blu-ray, if you've got Tim Daly doing some Superman voices, that would make a lot of sense there. There's some other stuff mixed in, Superman-wise, a lot of bonus features, uh, theme park stuff, bonus features from past DVD and Blu-ray releases and that kind of thing. But it, it sounds like a lot of good Superman stuff should be coming out of this. As for day one and the very vague, loose Superman connections that we can get into, there was some information on the Suicide Squad movie. And a Superman villain, at least one, is going to be in that film. Bloodsport is going to be played by Idris Elba. Bloodsport was first introduced in Superman number 4 in 1987 by John Byrne. A pretty cool little character in that he is actually a very cool character, but he's got some some tech and weapons and kryptonite bullets. He can put a decent threat to Superman. I think this is a really cool character to use for the Suicide Squad in that it is a Superman character, and it gives that movie a tie to Superman. But it also isn't such a big character. It isn't an A-list Superman villain where it has to have appeared in the movie first. So I think it's just that right size character where it's not a huge name. And they get a really good actor in Idris Elba to play the character and can bring it to life. So I think that's pretty cool. Other Superman connections in there. King Shark. Who was first a Superboy villain, the 90s Superboy. And Mongal is going to be in the movie. Also, Mongal is the daughter of Mongol, the big villain. So that kind of implies that Mongol exists in this universe. So uh, that's a bummer that Mongol exists, but we might not see Superman ever fight Mongol. And there's a pretty cool Superman villain in Bloodsport played by a cool actor in Idris Selba. So I don't know if there will be any references to Mongol or Superman in the actual film. If Bloodsport's going to mention how he was captured by Superman or if it's just not even going to be addressed at all. Obviously, that would be a cool way to get a cameo in, uh, seeing Bloodsport actually abducted or taken to the police by Superman, but I don't know that that's actually going to happen. As for the other movie stuff, and I didn't watch any of this, so I don't know exact specifics on it, but there's vague references to Superman. I know The Rock constantly teases Superman and his stuff when he's talking about Black Adam. Okay. I think it's just a way for him to pump up Black Adam movie. He, he mentions Superman as much or more than Black Adam, it seems like. He's just trying to get attention to it and stuff like that. He's a good salesman. He's, he's a showman. Uh, and. I have no doubt that he'd like to have Superman in a movie at some point, a Black Adam movie or something like that, but I think it's just teases or that kind of stuff to get attention to the project. The biggest Superman thing, I guess, was the trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League, and we got some details on that. It's going to be four one-hour episodes in 2021 on HBO Max. Not a ton of Superman stuff in the trailer. There's quick looks at Lois and Martha and Clark and Superman in action. Looks like similar scenes for the most part To what we've seen before But obviously different alternate and extended Cuts and that kind of thing And it's going to look very different And obviously a lot longer at 4 hours So there's going to be some differences there Uh, The aspect ratio Might take a little bit getting used to For a film But uh, perhaps by the time the film's out We're used to it from all the trailers and everything So I don't have much to say on this The trailer is Fine, good Uh, I'm I've always liked the whatever you think of Snyder's films, his trailers for the Superman movies have always been pretty great going back to man of steel, uh, well made. And, and this is pretty well made. I think, I think all the drama and everything surrounding the Snyder cut and fan vitriol and Snyder talking, calling out critics and everything going on with whatever, uh, Ray Fisher investigation, all that stuff is, it's tough for me to really get excited about this and I just kind of want to move on from it. So I watched the trailer and I wasn't terribly excited about this. I do think it's interesting that a director who is most criticized for making good looking movies without a lot of character or while being weaker on characters and story releases a trailer that is almost entirely Pretty pictures with no dialogue Or character work or, I mean there's some character work in the movement and stuff like that But I just thought that was kind of fascinating that it was done And it just reminds us that this is made for Snyder's fans So if you're already a fan of Snyder's work You probably really like this trailer And if you're not you probably really didn't Or you could just be someone who is A little sick of all the Behind the scenes Justice League stuff going on and And just kind of wants to watch it And go from there which is where I think I'm at right now In game news, Rocksteady Games has announced Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League for a 2022 release. Uh, This is a bummer to see as well, just because the trailer shows Brainiac invading Metropolis and there's a mind-controlled Superman and I'm just like, we've had Injustice Superman 2 Injustice games and we can't have Superman as a hero in a video game, a Superman game, or a Justice League game, or something like that. I was pretty bummed that they're going back to the well of the quote-unquote heroes of the game fighting Superman um, and not actually getting to see Superman as a hero. It's a real bummer. And and there were those rumors going back a while ago that WB, WB had rejected Rocksteady's pitch for a Superman game. So, you know, this acclaimed company coming off the Arkham games wants to do Superman, and they're rejected, and they're doing Suicide Squad, where Superman is evil or mind-controlled, however you want to look at it. And... That's yeah, a bummer. I mean, it would be really cool to see Brainiac invading Metropolis and Superman having to fight back. That could be a really cool game, but when it's set from the Suicide Squad's point of view and they're trying to kill Superman because he is mind-controlled, that's obviously much less exciting. A real bummer. hasn't been a Superman game in, in 14 years now, going back to Superman Return. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, just a bit of frustration, of course. And then elsewhere, there was an article with comic book resources on Superman Man of Tomorrow where they confirmed that it would introduce a new animated universe for DC. But then they issued a correction saying that it wouldn't. So I don't know if this just means that it's a standalone thing or a standalone Superman series or what it is. Or if CBR was just a little ahead and they weren't allowed to announce that news yet. But I'm still hopeful that it will start an animated universe or at least a series of Superman films. But we don't have any confirmation on that. And I don't know if they're just waiting to see what the results are sales wise or if they want to they want it to let it have its run first and then announce, you know, a follow up film in the continuity. But it sounds like no new Superman animated movies in twenty twenty one. Those were announced at the Superman Man of Tomorrow panel. There's going to be three map three Batman games. And a JSA a JSA movie. So no Superman next year. Hopefully we will be back in 2022. And there's still a Batman game movie coming out. The end of this year still. So four of the next five DC animated movies will be Batman. Shocker. Uh, the JSA one. I, I actually think that's pretty cool. I don't know if they'll set it in World War 2. Well they will set it in World War 2. But I was a Going to have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman Or is it going to focus on the more obscure characters I would guess that's what it's going to do Focus on the lesser known JSA characters As the JSA is getting a big push with Stargirl and the Black Adam movie and all that stuff We should also talk the major changes that are going on at DC Comics and Warner Brothers as a whole There's been massive layoffs at Warner Media, DC Entertainment, DC Universe Unknown how much of this is permanent How much of this is temporary with the pandemic obviously a bummer you never want to see anyone lose their job or anything like that Um, and it, it makes you wonder how much are things going to change with comics and the future of superman in the comic book form jim lee did do an interview with the hollywood reporter and he said you know they're very much focused on comics they're just kind of getting rid of the ones that aren't their big money makers at the bottom and It doesn't sound like wholesale changes, but how much of that is just PR and how much of that is real? Uh, I think it's, comic books has always been a changing medium, and I think more changes are coming in the future, and it's interesting to see what they do. You know, comics are now competing against, at one point, comics were the best and only way to get superhero content, or at least the majority of superhero content, but Between the occasional movie or TV show. But now with movies and TV shows flooding the market, I think it makes it a little bit tougher on comics. And they always have to figure out that right balance between pleasing their current fans and bringing in new fans. And I know a lot of the DC stuff has been focused more on current fans, older fans. And there's not a lot of good ways for new fans to get into reading comic books these days. So I don't know how they're going to do that, how they're going to approach that. I don't know what Superman comics are going to look like five years from now, but I'm hopeful that they'll still be going on. And even if I don't love every story, I love that constant influx of Superman stuff. So I hope they, they figure out a way to do that and to bring in new fans to the comic book format and superheroes in general and Superman in particular, I think. There was recently a a survey, and I don't have it on the top of my mind, but it was something that Superman ranked very highly among teenagers in terms of favorite superheroes, and that was almost a surprise to me, which you would think Superman would be, should be one of the top ones, but if you look at it from a teenager's point of view, when was the last time they had something to get into for Superman? There hasn't been, it's been 20 years since the animated series ended, hasn't been a video game in 14 years. These are the big ways for kids to get into Superman. There's been the one movie, Man of Steel, uh, which was a PG-13 movie really geared towards older teens and older. So it's surprising that Superman ranks so high. So it's got to be existing fans and fans passing it down to their kids. I don't know how exactly that's working, but they need to, to find new ways to bring in new fans. As for how this will impact DC Universe, it sounds like all the original content is moving to HBO Max, which is fine with me. I haven't been watching any of the original content. I dropped Titans after the Superboy episode and haven't seen anything since. I haven't been keeping up with original content. I love DC Universe for the comics because there's more than 20,000 comics now. Pretty much almost every Superman comic that is available digitally is on DC Universe and it is just great and it is worth the price for that alone to me. Uh, I think that's a really good deal. So I'm glad that it sounds like that's staying the comics and the community aspect of it. I don't know about older TV shows. It's nice that they have Lois and Clark, Superboy, animated series, The Adventures of Superman with George Reeves on there. But I don't know how much of that will continue. I hope that stays on there, but I understand if they don't and make it comics only. But it would be cool to have that older stuff on there. Even though I have it elsewhere, it's just nice to have it all in one place. DC and, you know, you can pop back and forth between an episode of one of those shows and a, a comic you want to read or any of that. So it's nice to have it there, but I'm glad it will at least keep all the comics content on there. Last up today, I want to give a little quick review for Superman man of tomorrow, the new animated movie directed by Chris Palmer, written by Tim Sheridan, starring Darren Criss as Clark Kent, Superman, Alexandra Daddario as Lois Lane, Zachary Quinto as Lex Luthor and much more. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Actually. I like it. It's good. It's not perfect. There's some things I would like tweaked, but in general, I think it does a really good job. I think the characters are well done. You know, for me, it's really important that Clark, Lois, and Lex are done well, and I think they were done really well for the most part here. The cast, the voice cast, does a really good job. Nobody really jumps out in a negative way, and I think they all do a pretty good job and and fit the characters. Darren Chris says, Clark, I really like. I think his Superman is. I think he's coming into the Superman, and maybe in future movies he could, uh, I think, establish himself as a little bit more, his Superman voice a little bit more, but I thought his Clark was great, and I don't think his Superman was bad or anything. It's just uh, I preferred his Clark. The story is solid. I like the, the characters for the most part. The characters used, there's good action. There's a pretty good fight, at least one good fight, and I like the animation the I'm not an animation expert analyzing it I I think I'm getting this right the animation quality was pretty much what you're used to with these DC animated movies in terms of what the budget is and how much they can show and how the characters move and all of that the art style obviously has all of those new designs and everything there and so yeah if you like the art style you've seen in still pictures I think that's kind of how it looks in the movie and I thought it was good I don't have any major complaints about it. I thought the characters looked good throughout. They looked like the, the characters, and the animation was never distracting in a negative way or anything like that. I thought it was all, all pretty solid and did a good job. I guess the main thing I can say coming away from this is that I'd like to see more of this world, and I hope to see sequels and see this Clark and this Lois and Lex, like see that relationship develop further and those characters develop over over several films. I still I'd like the way it started, and I'm ready for more. So it's it's a very positive thing. I think on further viewings, I might like it more. I've watched it a couple times now, and I liked it better the second time. I think it's just part of that is just getting used to the animation, even though I liked it. And it's getting used to the animation, getting used to new voices after having Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romijn in that new 52-ish art style that, whether you love it or not, I was used to it. And so uh, I was enjoying that. So to see it differently is just it takes a little bit of time to adjust to. I can get into spoilers a little bit here. Uh, Nothing too crazy here. I like the Kent family. I like the dynamic between Clark and Jonathan and Martha. I'm glad that they are alive. I'm glad the Kents are alive. And I think Clark was, I really liked Clark in this. I liked that he was 24 and an intern at the Daily Planet, kind of earning his way. My one complaint with that is they do a really good job establishing the Daily Planet. Clark's trying to be a reporter and all that, but that subplot, just kind of gets dropped in the middle of the film and it never really picks back up. That's probably one of my bigger complaints about it. You know, he's established trying to be a reporter. When he gets hurt as Superman, he quits. And then he's just back at the end of the film. I keep feeling like I missed a scene or missed something there. Uh, Both times I watched it. uh, Why he's back at the Daily Planet and why he, whether he earned being a reporter yet. And I didn't see anything with that. And I think that could have been a really cool way. Would have made me like it a lot more, um, probably my biggest complaint, story-wise. Lois is good. I like Alexandra Daddario's voice for it. She is... the Lois and Clark relationship is interesting. I like that she's very aggressive in going after the stories. She's a little... Um, I couldn't tell if she was genuinely cared about Clark as a friend as a person or if she was just using him for stories in a couple spots and we know she was using Superman just for the stories and I think it's a tough balancing act there to show a Lois Lane who cares about people but is also a great reporter and willing to do anything ethically reasonable to get a story and a couple times there's an interesting line there where she was seemed to care about Clark, but also maybe she was just putting it on to get the story and the same thing with Superman. But I thought they're back and forth just er the early days of their relationship was really cool. And that's a relationship I'd like to see explored further. And eventually if she does find out Clark is Superman and how that develops over future films could be really cool. If there are future films for this, Zachary Quinto as Lex was good. I thought it was a really surprising choice to have him arrested and become the criminal Lex Luthor in his very first scene. But they still play that well, and he gets out, and he's very much Lex Luthor, and he's working with Superman, but he's always got his eye on himself and worrying about how can he can use every situation to his advantage. And as for Superman, I thought it was developed well. I liked that he was I like that they had this flying man type thing going on and he had been in action for a while but not in costume yet. That's a my my number one complaint is probably how he gets the costume, the cape being inspired by Batman. That really irked me. No, I mean, come on, guys. Uh, Superman was the first superhero. I don't want him inspired by the look of Batman because Batman exists. So that's that's that ties in with the other thing. I like Superman being the number one first superhero in a universe. And so when he shows up on the scene, Martian Manhunter has always been seen before Superman's in costume. Batman was in costume with in pictures before that. So you can do that. Um, and you can maybe say it's kind of like the Smallville way where he was the first, first one out there and inspiring others, but he may have not been the first costume one. You can do that. I don't love it, but uh, yeah, my preference would be Superman would be the first one. And so you wouldn't have Lobo and Martian Manhunter and, the picture of Batman and that kind of stuff out there. But I like that it was Clark, Superman figuring out his way. He's figuring out his heritage, figuring out subtly that the sun powers him, figuring out, you know, he wears glasses because he thinks that will make him normal because he watches the alien movie and when the alien turns back into a human, he puts on his glasses. I thought that was pretty, all pretty well done in how he learned about Krypton just briefly was pretty cool. And Martian Manhunter's cool in this. He, he's he got a good role. Like I wouldn't want to see him normally in a Superman origin, but they tied in Martian Manhunter and Lobo story-wise being the last of their kind. And the story is all about how the world reacts to these aliens. And so I thought it was handled well, even if it's not my preference. And Superman, or the flying man, I should say, being introduced to the world, rescuing a space shuttle. There's not really a much better way to Introduce Superman then catching something falling out of the sky. Parasite was a really good villain. I like that we got to see Rudy Jones established and how he became the Parasite and all that. They played up the horror aspects just a little bit that you can do with Parasite. and He can be a bit of a horror character. So I thought that was well done and I liked all all of that that was done through the end. Him turning into a giant monster in the third act was strange. I don't know that I've read that anywhere that they've done that. And it was just kind of jarring to see... But Clark appealing to his humanity was a really cool thing, and Superman not just punching his way out of the out of the villain, but inspiring him and you know tying him with the Man of Tomorrow type theme, being an inspiration and using his heart and his intelligence instead of his fists is a cool way to handle Superman. And the Daily Planet stuff as a whole was good. Uh, Perry White's a little over the top, which he can be, but I would have liked to seen his humanity a little more. I liked Ron Troop throughout this. I could He's another character I'd like to follow in future films, see how he develops, and if a Jimmy is introduced or if a Cat Grant's introduced, seeing more of the Daily Planet staff expanded would be good. This has to be the most we've seen of the Daily Planet in a an animated Superman movie, I think. And very well done, except for the the part I mentioned about Clark in the second half of the film. So all in all, a really good way to handle a Superman origin. Uh, something you could see similar concepts like this being used if there was another live-action origin in the next several years where Superman is out there saving people, but we see him actually decide to put on a costume in his first real costume battles and not necessarily go back to Krypton and then to Smallville as much as I like those parts. Maybe just jumping right into Metropolis and going from there. I thought was a really, really well well done way to handle it visually and stuff. It does take some cues from American Alien, but luckily it completely avoids the parts of American Alien that I dislike. And so there's some inspiration there, but it, it doesn't dwell on the the stuff I don't like, and it does some good stuff. And you can see a little bit Birthright, and Secret Origin, and in some ways the the Man of Steel movie. It it tries to take similar concepts from the man of steel movie while also doing things differently. And, um, I think a lot of that was done in a good way and not heavy handed and that it's trying to say, you know, there are some similarities and themes to man of steel in terms of aliens among us, but not necessarily just taking the same approach and maybe I might say doing things that I liked better than were done in man of steel and some things, uh, not so much, but, this is a great way to start a Superman animated universe. I'd love to see where does it go from here Will there be more? I don't know I, I wish they would announce several I, I think this would be really great to start a series of five six seven eight Superman films or something like that or or anything like that it would be really cool and to see where they go from here I think how much I like this will depend on if there are follow-ups and where it goes from here because as it's just an origin it's a good fun adventure and does a lot of good things, but um, now I kind of want to see the next story. Okay, where does it go from here? What if Brainiac comes? What if Mongo comes? What if Inner Gang shows up? Uh, how, how all of that is handled could be my determination and how much I like this because I want to see what's next and how these characters develop. I think it's in a great start. It's similar to most Superman Superman origins seen a great start all right let's see where to go from here where do you build how do you build on this and and take this in another way and so I'm almost as excited about the next story as I am about this one so all in all really fun time I think Superman fans will generally like it uh, there's a lot of good stuff in here yeah. So that is all I have for today. I should be back with a DC Fandom follow-up if there's a lot of good Superman stuff coming out of there. But you can follow the show at SupermanPod on Twitter, and I am at KryptonTom on Twitter. Thanks.